Hi there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Thanks, Morris. I am Marie, the SLP, and today we are talking with my good, good friend and basically my family member, Heather, and we're talking all about what it's like um, to be a parent of a child who has some speech and language needs and what it's been like for Heather to be a part of an IEP team for her sweet son and one of the most inspiring little humans who has taught me so much about being a speech language pathologist and just a human in general. So please enjoy and help me welcome Heather. Hello. I'm here with Heather, who is joining me for a podcast conversation. Um, hi, Heather. <laughs> hi. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining me. Heather is a mama of a sweet little guy who is one of my very favorite humans. Both of you are my favorite humans. Um, <laughs> but we uh, are going to talk all about what it's like to be a mom on the side of an IEP team, um, to uh, be the mom of a um, little guy who um, has had some speech and language delays and kind of what that's like from your perspective. Because it's, I think, so beneficial for other speech pathologists and teachers and anybody who works with any child um, to kind of know what a parent is thinking or what like what their perspective is because uh you know my whole goal is to work with parents and not feel like they feel like I'm against them so yeah yeah no I um I've never I mean thanks to you I've had a lot of like background before going into an IEP um but I know when Hunter first had his IEP I was asking so many questions yeah. I didn't really know so much going in yeah and I think it'd be, it actually would be fun now that I'm like thinking of it. I'm like, we should at some point maybe like together come up with like, I don't know, the 10 most important things or 10 most important questions parents should ask. Not that we have to do this right now because I feel like it would need some thought, but it would be maybe cool to kind of collaborate on that. So that could be something that um, parents have. Yeah. Because... Like, I, I just think that even me, like, I don't know what to tell parents to ask. I wish I did. And so that's why I'm like grateful for you. Cause it kind of gives me a little bit more insight when I go into IP meetings. Um, yeah. yeah, no. So, um, I guess I'll just, you know, I, I don't know what, <laughs> <laughs> I guess like, first of all, like, what have you learned? Um, and it doesn't have to be about the IP process, but like, what have you learned um, from your son as far as like uh, what it means to have maybe a speech or language delay? Um, well, uh, it's I've actually learned a lot. Um, first off, you can't be lazy as a parent. Like <laughs> you, you know that your child has speech issues. You are going to an SLP to um, make his language better. And it's really rely, like you go home, you spend maybe, I don't know how many hours a day with your child and your, the SLP spends anywhere from like 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Depending on the days, like three days, four days a week, whatever. Yeah. Um, and our job, we have to really like, focus on, uh, okay, Hunter, you really need to pronounce that g sound instead mm -hmm. of saying like right now what he's doing is, uh, what does he say? 
he the does bad like, dies. <laughs> the bad dies. Or like, um, I don't think he does this, but it would be a similar thing to doing go- um, dodge for dog, right? But he doesn't. Right. He doesn't do it on that word, right? Okay. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does like dames for games. Yeah. And guys is dies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what, like, as a parent, you have to really think about enunciating your words and explaining to them where your tongue goes when you say things, so they can think about where their tongue needs to be. Yeah. And I would never think of that if I didn't have a child that yeah. needed that help. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, it- Sorry, I'm just, I always think, like, I want parents to feel like they could do my job. (laughs) Like, you know, I, yeah, I've gotten my degree, and I've done all these clinical hours, and I've had so much experience and learned some great things, but at the end of the day, I'm like, I just want parents to walk out of, uh, like, a parent training session, or even if they observe a a session, that they could at least take something and do it at home with their child, because I get a glimpse of what's going on, and, and, uh, I get the child again for like, I get 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want that consistency. So no, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, uh, but yeah, I think learning from my son and my experiences, I really have to be on top of everything and not lazy. Um, yeah. And asking as many questions, um, to the these uh, as many questions as you can think of like well my son he's starting to stutter is there anything I can do about that Mm -hmm. and just figure out from there yeah yeah but he has come such a long way my gosh yeah it's amazing (laughs) he's like it's funny because I was actually um talking to another SLP yesterday on Instagram and she was we were doing a live session and we were asked the question you know do you know anybody Kind of, I think they were asking us like if the reason we got into the field was because if we knew anybody that had speech or language delays um, that kind of inspired us. And I didn't necessarily have that uh, like a person in my family um, mm-hmm. or that I was close to in my life w- with any kind of delay or diagnosis or anything until you and Hunter came along. <laughs> and, and I was already, you know, in my first year of work. Yeah. Um, he did inspire me and I always tell people this, but he did, he was the one that convinced me I should take uh, say yes and do preschool. Aww. <laughs> I, love that. I remember seeing your story about it on um, Instagram. Yeah. I, like, I had no idea. That's I know. Well, it's funny. It's one of those things where it's like, you don't really realize it until you're like, I remember the day that I came, I came to my mom's house or something, or I, I don't remember. I don't a hundred percent remember. I was there and you guys came over. Um, and I, I don't know if it was the first, it might've been the first time I met him mm-hmm. and I had like, he had a car with him and, um, yeah. <laughs> I just got on the floor and started playing with him. And fortunately for me now, every time I'm around you guys, I'm the one that gets to play. <laughs> yeah. he, he equates me as the one that will play with me, adult yeah. that plays, which is great. I love it. Um, <laughs> but I think that like I was working at the time in elementary school and it was my first year and I was kind of in this phase of like. I don't know what, like, I'm just like learning all these things and it's a challenge. And, uh, then I would like get to see him on my off hours and play with him and be like, Oh, like, yeah, I like this. I like the little kids. So when I was asked to do preschool, I think I just kind of knew like I could do that, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I realized later, like, it's cause of Hunter. (laughs) So I love it. 
Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. And he, like I said, like he has come such a long way and he actually was exited from speech. Yes. Pretty recent. Yeah. 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 Uh, Right. Uh, We exited him like a week after quarantine started. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So he didn't didn't get to have that graduation. I know. Yeah. Sad, but it happens. I know. We did our little virtual thing with our kids yesterday. It was super sad. It's like, I just wanted to be in real life. Um, (laughs) But no, yeah, he, he's, I don't know. I just could talk about how well he's done all day and how good and how awesome it is. And I think it's funny because like with, um, you know, he was in a preschool setting and school-based speech, which is what I do. So it's like, um, just cool to have like been like oh like a part of that but from a different I don't know I have just a different lens on everything um but how have you felt I guess as you because you've moved districts and stuff too um Mm -hmm. so you've dealt with different IEP teams yeah how have you felt like just overall I mean you could be as honest as you want I won't be offended (laughs) um (laughs) but as a as a member of an IEP team like what's been your kind of overall like do you like it do you are you like over it are you glad you don't have to do it right now um I, I don't know I honestly I love going into IEP meetings because I love because Hunter's always done really well and they always have something yeah. positive to say oh, about him. Good. Doing all the positive things they have to say. Um, but IEPs, like when you go in, they're a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt because you're in a room full of teachers with their degrees and they know what they're doing and you just know what you know about this little guy. And, um, and sometimes it's like they're asking you questions and it's like, I have never paid attention to that. I don't even know if he does that or not. Sure. And it makes me feel like I don't know anything <laughs> about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, that's, they can be a little overwhelming at times. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't blame you cause they could be overwhelming for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, do you feel like there's particular, like anything in particular that I don't know, like whether it was um, like how, if, do you ever feel like you weren't given a chance to be a participating member of an IEP team? Like in any, in any one of your meetings, did you ever leave kind of feeling like, wait, I don't feel like I had much input? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, when we lived with my dad, the first IEP meeting we had there at his first preschool, um, I was in a room with, I think, two teachers and a speech teacher and like an admin and they were all talking and I had no idea what was going on. And this school that he went to was like primarily Spanish um, oh. and it was, was hard for him. And I feel like that had a, ne- a negative impact on the way he was speaking um, because mm. they would do everything like half in Spanish and half in English. Um, it was like an that, immersion school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it had like, and I didn't know it was that kind of school. Um, and I feel like that had an impact on the way he was speaking because he had this dual language thing going on and he was, mm-hmm. I still trying to figure out everything. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and so I, I don't know, the IEP was weird. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And those first IEPs are so like, 
they're just it's so crucial to make sure that a parent does feel heard I feel like um and you set up because I I mean especially when a child like for me when they're in preschool this is for the more often than not it's a parent's first time learning about this whole process so um you, you have to really make sure that the parents feel heard and that you're doing things um like like again with them as a team member and so if, if you leave feeling you know like I don't even understand what just happened <laughs> like right that's not always um that's not what I would want from you know to know about uh one of my parents and I definitely think that um it's good for people to know like don't let a parent leave feeling like they weren't heard like right. answer your questions and um and I don't know, Heather, if you have any advice for other parents that might be kind of like, oh, gosh, these IEPs are so daunting. Um, just like on maybe what, like I said, we have to do like a whole new uh, episode one of these days on like things parents should know. But is there anything like you would say, um, like, just make sure you do this or, or uh, any big overriding lesson? Hmm. I would say buddy up with his or your child's SLP teacher and ask them everything that you can do for your son. Um, And that will probably make the IEP easier, maybe. Um, Yeah. I don't don't know how. (laughs) I like that. I mean, luckily I had you, so it was easy to talk (laughs) about things that I didn't understand or what I was worried about before I went in. So I had an SLP buddy. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Um, and that, and I think that that's even for, you know, it's funny because I've had parents that are of my students that I know, like there's an aunt or a friend of the family who's an SLP that I know that they'll talk to. And sometimes it's intimidating for me kind of knowing that, but, um, really it turns into kind of a beautiful collaborative situation because the parent now feels confident in asking me questions. Um, it's kind of funny cause sometimes even they'll throw me for a loop and they'll, they'll throw my terminology at me, you know, that I try not to use in IEP meetings cause it can be like annoying, not annoying. I think it's annoying, but I think for parents that don't know what, like, um, if I say like, oh, they're, uh, phonology or um, their fluency, you know, it's like just say stuttering behaviors or just say speech sounds like, you know, like, yeah, why use all these big words when they're already sitting and looking at all these teachers like, right. yeah, just, and so but it's funny, because then I'll have parents be like, well, they're not intelligible and da, 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 and I'm like, oh, you know, my words. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can talk to you like a, a teacher. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's, then I'm like, oh, you know, an SLP, I got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's always interesting, like, uh, to think about like what a parent, like what is just going through a parent's head. Um, but I think that that's really good advice is to like, you know, with, um, by building like a collaborative and just kind of uh, open and positive relationship with your child's SLP or, and I will say like, it may be that your child doesn't even need speech. There's some kids that don't, you know, I'm not on the team. It's just, um, they need more academic help. And Mm -hmm. so maybe being like, just making sure you feel like you have a close relationship or open relationship with um, your child, a team member 
with is, yeah I think that's great I wouldn't even have thought of that like my biggest thing would to tell people is always like just ask questions but I think before you ask questions you have to feel like you can trust somebody so I think that's a good um a good piece of advice oh right. sorry I didn't put my phone on silent <laughs> yeah so um let's see I don't know if I have I have any other questions um no, I'm sure I do. <laughs> um, do you have anything that you found to be like super helpful for Hunter um, as far as his speech goes that maybe like really helped him as like, I don't know, strategies or um, just, just uh, positivity that really helped him or anything like that? Um, well, definitely positivity. Um, we have a really good foundation. Um, I mean, Jeremy is really good with Hunter and he always tries to like get him to repeat what he says and we um, reinforce when he says something really good or even if he does anything that we're not expecting him to do and we want him to yeah. do it, we, it's a big celebration. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I think positivity is a good thing because then they want to do better and they want yes. to like yeah, show that um, they uh, or they're proud of themselves and they want yeah. to make us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I had something. <laughs> well, um, I know that when we, I think maybe you had told Jeremy, I don't really know, remember where we got this from, but we were, we just started, I'm pretty sure you told him to repeat what he says and like. Oh and say it so that he can hear what we're saying mm -hmm. and how it's being said. Um, and I think that's helped him a lot. Um, and right now we're really enunciating like the D's and the G's. <laughs> yeah. So I'll say like, like dog or, um, yeah. Or yeah, just stuff like that. Really yeah. enunciate the letters. Mm hmm. No. I think that's something I always try to leave parents with too, like um, making sure that, yeah, your, your kid might say something wrong and that's okay, you know, but if you kind of have an estimate or a, a best guess of what they said, just say it how um, they would say it if they could say it is yeah. that's how I was taught. Say it how they could or how they would if they could. And um, that way you're not putting all kinds of pressure. Like, you know, I've had uh, parents in meetings trying to tell me that, you know, cause every parent wants to make sure that we all know that they're doing their part when the child goes home. And mm -hmm. I, I trust, I'm like, I trust you guys. I know you're trying. I know that we're all a team, but I have parents sometimes be like, well, I'm making them practice their sound over and over and over and they don't get it, you know? And I'm always yeah. like, it's okay. Don't do that. <laughs> cause you're yeah. going to, they're going to hate working on their speech. Yeah. Uh, but if you just say it again for them and kind of, because it does a couple things, one lets them know that you heard them and that you understood them and that's just validating. And it just like that, that brings that positivity yeah. back in. Oh yeah. Um, but then for, for the second part, you're just modeling the correct way to do it so they can eventually catch on. Um, and like in Hunter's case now, he's so much older and so much more aware that you can kind of be like, hey, try that again, you know, and, and make it a fun thing. Like, obviously it's, he's not in trouble. Um, no. <laughs> when they get older and you know, they can do it. 
like then you're like okay wait a minute go back like yeah I'll try it again but when they're at that point like he was maybe two years ago where it was like you know he would get super frustrated and shut down mm-hmm. yeah um yeah not a understanding him and yeah he to be understood I remember the first I was so proud of him we had gone to the grocery store I think I even cried <laughs> we had gone to the grocery store and he had said something to to me maybe and the person behind me in the grocery store in the line had started laughing and like said what he had said and I was so proud of him because the person behind us understood him yeah such a proud moment for me and I got into the cra- car and I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> <He's> yeah. <so> <laughs> it was, it yeah. was a good moment. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, that's what I love about being a speech pathologist. I'm like, when kids can like, I remember I had a, a little guy last year who he, I, he was really, I mean, he couldn't understand him. I mean, he had some hearing loss and so that was affecting him. And um, one day he said something like a full sentence that I understood and I didn't want to be too excited about it, but I went back into the speech room and I, like when I brought him back to, after I brought him back to class and I was like, Oh my gosh, like you did it. You know, it's so exciting. Um, especially cause like, and so, I mean, I remember seeing Hunter get frustrated when he was little or, um, what was that like for you as far as like, watching him like get so frustrated and maybe shut down uh it was it was hard because I I know I know what he's saying and I know what he's trying to get out and sometimes and sometimes I didn't and that was even worse because I Mm. felt like I should know what he's saying um it's it's just hard I you know you can't really do much except for encourage them and try to get them to you know say it as good as they can so Mm -hmm. that someone can understand them. Um, yeah, it, those moments are really hard. <laughs> they are. I will say, I feel like you and um, Jeremy too, which side note, everybody, Jeremy's my brother. <laughs> I always say Jeremy, that's my brother. Um, uh, but you guys did, and I remember watching you guys even like, even like last summer when we go swimming in the pool oh, um, or the summer before, um, but you guys did a good job of like, kind of always like building up a familiar situation for him so if we were like going swimming you guys would talk about what you were doing you know you give him like um you know when we go swimming we're gonna first put on our sunscreen and we're gonna splash in the water and stuff like that and then I always I love this but he always has like a favorite toy with him which I don't know that you guys did this intentionally but um he's such a like fun energetic little guy and he always wants to share everything and Mm -hmm. I think that was just something so cool it's like you guys gave him something to be talking about with us or with you guys because he always had it and then you kind of know what he's talking about so even if we're like we don't understand you we can at least be like oh yeah it's lightning mcqueen Uh (laughs) uh-huh you know and he would get like all excited like yeah you know (laughs) and I think that that's a good um you know uh, thing for any parent to really think about is like, okay, well, what can I 
give them so they're successful and they can feel some moment of pride when they're talking or communicating, like give them a favorite toy. I mean, that's the best way to do it. So kudos to you guys. Cause you always did that. Even if you didn't realize it, <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. And I remember Jeremy a couple years ago, like asking me for just little things, little bits of mm-hmm. advice. And I would tell him just, just talk about everything you're doing and he'll, mm-hmm. you know, it'll get him to want to talk about what he's doing and everything. And so I, you know, like I said, you, um, I would notice it more with Jeremy just as far as like how much detail he, and still he'll do it. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Now we're just roasting my brother, but it's kind of funny. (laughs) But uh, yeah, he'll go into all this detail to the point where I'm like, wow, Heather, does he really understand what like consequences mean? (laughs) I know. But it's cute. (laughs) he he does a last night we had to talk to hunter and um he was in there i don't remember exactly what hunter was doing he wasn't listening um and it was jeremy had went in the room to go and talk to him and they were in there for like it felt like 30 minutes (laughs) talking and went in there to check on them and jeremy was like oh we we had a really good talk and they (laughs) talking Okay. That's awesome. All right. Uh, I'll leave it to Jeremy to try to reason with a a five-year-old. I can't do it, but (laughs) Jeremy, Jeremy's figured out the magic secret. Oh my gosh. No. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really awesome. And, and I've talked to you about this a little bit too, but I think it's important, um, maybe just to highlight, we don't have to go into too much detail, but you know, back in those moments, kind of backtracking, when children and like for Hunter, when he would shut down or get frustrated, what did you notice about like um, his behavior um, that was kind of associated with his communication struggles? Um, he would, I, I don't know if this is exactly how I'm going to answer your question or not. I don't know. It's um, <laughs> um, he would just like really like stomp his feet and throw his fists and grunt really loud because he was so frustrated he still does it sometimes and I'm like okay you need to explain to me your feelings tell me what's going on because I don't understand what you're thinking and you need Mm -hmm. to tell me you're angry because the toy isn't working the way you want it to um Mm -hmm. and he he would do that like angry grunting and throwing up his fists and stomping a little yeah I think that was the biggest clue um to the frustration I think it's I think it's just good to to notice because like and always I always think of like behaviors because I mean I've I've had kids on my caseload which hunters you know just a gem (laughs) 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 you know uh and he and he is hunters he's got this maturity about him I mean you know like and like Jeremy like Jeremy probably really can reason with him he does have a little bit of that just um understanding of like you know yeah I know I'm being bad but sometimes kids <laughs> sometimes kids are you especially when they have communication difficulties like you kind of they kind of show these behaviors in other situations even when they're not necessarily communicating but sometimes it's kind of a result of like wait something happened like five minutes ago that they're upset about right. um, and I always try to think about you know when kids have difficulty communicating and they also have these kind of more negative behaviors or, or I call them behaviors that compete with their ability to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
it's a result of us needing to try and figure out like, well, what are they, what do they need? What do they want? You know? Um, um, yeah. Yeah. I think, and I, and I think Hunter, he's um, even with that come a long way. Cause he, <laughs> he even uh, I, my favorite, and this is not even related. It's not even necessarily like super negative, but I think my favorite memory of him. Uh, well, one of my favorite, there's so many, but last summer when he was, he got so excited about something. We were going in the pool and he just started screaming. And we were still in the house or something and he was just looking at the pool and started screaming and everybody was like, oh my gosh, like what happened, you know? And even I was like, I mean, I can't interpret this. And you guys were trying to ask him like, what's wrong or what's going on? And he was just screaming. And, um, and then I think Jeremy was like, do you want to go in the pool? And he started nodding his head or something. And I was like, oh, he's excited. <laughs> but he didn't know how to like verbalize it, you yeah. know? And, and I feel like that's also a huge thing. I mean, with Hunter, I shouldn't say with every kid, but like for Hunter, it was always really hard. It's been hard to explain his feelings. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot to put into language. Um, oh, yeah. Kids, they don't understand. I'm angry because right. this. And uh, we have to, as parents, have to see what's going on and, okay, take a big deep breath. Hmm. Why are you screaming your head off right now? Like, what's going on? Um, And then if they can say, well, this happened, you can say, okay, well, I'm upset because of, or I'm excited. I want to go in the pool. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No. (laughs) See, look at you, mini speech pathologist. You're using, in my world, you're using what we call sentence frames, um, where you give them the beginning of the sentence. <laughs> uh, no, I love it. Um, and, and yeah, that's, I mean, emotions, man, they're hard for even us, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think because for little kids, like, they're so abstract, like, to, to understand, like, why you feel the weight, like, why am I, I'm crying, because, like, you'll ask a kid sometimes when they're crying, like, how do you feel right now? And they'll say, I cry or crying, like, as if that's the term for the feeling behind it. You know, they don't get, like, there's a whole other word. There's a whole other piece of vocabulary and reasoning. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I think that's hard. So then when you put, like, and they already have maybe some difficulties with understanding language um, or even just expressing themselves, it's like, it's poor little guys, I, you know, so... It's, yeah, it's a lot of work to be, um, for them to be learning, but for parents to be modeling all of those things and trying, you know, trying to kind of tease apart, okay, wait, where do we go from, what do we do first, you know, what do we address first, but, yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, you know, it, it's just interesting to me because it's like, I don't think about, I do think about it, but I don't realize like just um, how much is going on, you know, at home after school. I know that I know that the child is home with parents for the rest of the day. I get that. Um, But I sometimes even just because I'm in my own bubble, Mm -hmm. I forget like that these difficulties are still going on at home. Um, I shouldn't say I forget. I totally am aware of it. But it's just it's something not, to keep in mind. Right. And I feel like 
when you're not in the situation, you don't know how often those difficulties. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's always, you know, it's, it's funny because like I'll, I've had my moments on an IEP team where I feel like parents might be, uh, you know, coming and asking for more than, you know, maybe our ed code will let us give or, um, you know, school-based stuff is so, it's not medical-based. So it's like, I, I can, if I see a child only, um, you know, making errors so often, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're eligible for speech or whatever. And parents don't always, um, they come to us like, wait, what? You're saying they don't get speech? And uh, it's hard because I forget like, well, maybe the parent is seeing this more often at home. Maybe it's causing, still causing some frustration at home, Um, you know? And, and so I think that's what I like about being a preschool SLP because I can still work so closely with the families and say, well, if it's happening at home, it could still happen here. Right. (laughs) You know, when they get a little bit older, it's harder to justify that because they are in school for six hours. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, um, I think just, just having the parent's perspective is so important. So, yeah. And I feel like it's really important to practice with them. I mean, just honestly talk to them about everything. Mm -hmm. Now Hunter's a chatterbox and he won't stop talking, but it's, that's what you want. (laughs) Right. Like if, I mean, yeah. Cause if you think about a couple years ago, you know, talking very much. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm so, I'm beyond proud of him. And, and I feel like every parent wants that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And um, I think it's good to remember that, you know, yeah, two years ago he was having trouble talking, but he was still able, he had a lot of great communication skills. Yeah. Um, and because I remember when we met even, I was telling you, I might have not told you, but I remember telling Jeremy like, that kid knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he didn't talk to me much, but he, he could use his gestures and yeah. facial expressions. And, you know, he vocalized things that he, you know, to tell me what he w- was thinking or needed. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that's important to remember. And I think that's important to remember for people on the IEP team, because actually in an IEP the other day, um, had a teacher make a comment about a student who's nonverbal and she, and it's like so still fresh in my mind and I'm still kind of like, I'm not upset, but I definitely was like, I wanted so bad to correct this teacher just to kind of teach her that that's not what she should say. But she said that the child isn't communicating, mm-hmm. which I'm like, that's my job first of all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, because the parent is sitting there kind of like, wait, what? Because I had just said, how amazing the child was communicating, how well he was doing communicating because he uses all these different ways of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're like, you know, for parents that are hopeful for their children to start talking soon and maybe their child is a little bit more delayed, it's great. And I know you guys did this too. It's great to use their strengths and how they communicate and still make sure they're accessing what they're trying to get across and what they need and stuff. Um, so yeah yeah uh, yeah that's that must have been hard for that parent to hear sides of thing like I thought he was doing really well but you're saying that he's not communicating that doesn't I, make any sense which yeah and I think in that uh respect I think the teacher she I mean again she was she wasn't the communication specialist and yeah. nothing against her I just think that in her mind she was 
she was basically just trying to say this child doesn't use words. Um, but yeah, I was like, ah, like you're going to confuse the parent and that's going to be kind of, you could pull at some heartstrings a little bit. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Did you notice, I will, I did, this is what I wanted to ask earlier and I forgot. Did you notice, um, Hunter makes certain like maybe strides in his progress or anything um, when he started a school program? Mm, um, I feel like that's a kind of a hard question um, because he was always progressing. Um, oh, okay. We, there was kind of a shift, I think, when he also went, because um, he's been having speech since he was like one and a half. We've uh-huh. been doing with him and he's five now um but we were working with the regional center and the um she wasn't a speech pathologist but she was like she worked on everything with children like fine like a, yeah um I don't know the name I um, can't remember but it's like a multidisciplinary person that kind of yeah. does it's just for early childhood stuff yeah. 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 And she would come to our house and um, work with him for like 30 minutes um, twice a week. And, and that was doing really well, but it, he still wasn't cause he was like in diapers still. And he wasn't really, <laughs> um, but then we went to, it was almost like a school setting. It was at okay. a school, but we were in the side bungalows and it was a 30 minute session once a week, I think. And that's when I started noticing um, a difference. I feel like he was around other kids. We were working with him. And that social contact helped a lot. Seeing other kids your age having speech issues also. And you want to do, I mean, (laughs) in my mind, I feel like Hunter always wants to do better than everybody. (laughs) So it's kind of like competitive (laughs) for him. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's what I was going to ask because I was like, okay, well, was it, was he in a small group? But he was, yeah. um, and that's, I think, so good for other parents to kind of hear because um, a lot of times, you know, I think that it seems, and it, and this is so true for some students or some children, that having that one-on-one support from an adult is mm-hmm. actually going to make, help them make better progress. But especially when a child has language, like not speech sounds, but like a hard time getting their language out or understanding language, it seems to be, especially for the, for the early, um, early intervention, it seems to be beneficial to have kids their own age working with them to model the language for them. But then maybe even in Hunter's case, so he could try and do a better job. But a part of it is seeing kids your age do those things and you want to do them. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you want to play and hang out with them and talk to them and this and, yeah. Yeah, be able to communicate with everybody. Everybody you're hanging out with. Yeah. The social aspect is I think one of the biggest um yeah. and that's why I love working in the schools because we get to promote that a lot. Um you know and and I think and that's I love that Hunter like made it and he exited from speech. And I know that that could be a little bit scary on the parent side because you don't want him to regress. Um, And I will say when a child's just say this on the podcast, but when you've, when you've had an IEP, when a child did have a qualification, it is easy for you to say, you know what, 
can we retest like later on? Cause obviously there was a need and maybe there's a need again. Um, so just keep that in mind, Heather, but, <laughs> um, but I think it's, I think he was ready. I mean, I know we talked a little bit about that and he, um, he, I think that in the perspective of a school-based speech pathologist, when a child's still going to be in school, you're like, okay, well, they're still going to have those peer models. They've met all their goals. They're developmentally appropriate. Um, and they're not, like, he's not hard to understand. Like, we all understand what he's saying for the most part. It's just sometimes you notice an error. But yeah. it's not like... It's not, yeah, it's not like he can't, you know, if he's thirsty and needs a drink of water, it's not like he can't tell you that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that knowing that they're going to be in school with their peers is something that also um, makes us uh, a little bit more apt to, to make sure that they can be with their peers versus be pulled out for speech. I yeah. think that's, you know, that's what we want eventually is for them to be independent and want to be with their peers. Yeah. No. But oh, hi doggy. Is, yeah. is that Darcy? Yeah, it's Darcy. Oh my gosh, she's so big now. Oh yeah. She's she, almost as big as Ollie. I thought she was Ollie. Oh. <laughs> They're so cute. Um well very cool. Our head our hunter and Jeremy watching a movie. They're watching Moana. I thought I heard that in the background. <laughs> I was like, hoping you didn't. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I want I want to watch it. I actually almost put it on yeah. the other day. <laughs> on, on good old Disney Plus. Yeah. Well, I think that's all my, you know, formal questions for you. <laughs> was there anything else you wanted to say or? Um, well, uh, this is kind of off topic a little bit. We no. have a video um, with Hunter. And it, I, I wasn't there. I must have been working. And it was at Laurel's soccer game. And this oh. was, he had a shaved head and he was, was it where I, w I was there? Yeah, you were there. You were holding yeah, Hunter. You I were saying, kick the ball, kick the ball. And he says, kick ball, kick ball. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that video. It's so cute. Cause you can see like the progress he's made so far. Yes. <laughs> you have to send me that. That was okay. That was one of the most actually see I have all these fun memories with him. I can't ever choose. That's got to be one of my most um, just fun memories with Hunter but just like I think fun memories as I don't know. It was just one of my top 10 memories in life because Hunter and I were heckling the team. <laughs> That's what was going on in that video. Oh. Um, and <laughs> Because it was funny because he, poor little guy, he was so cold. We didn't know it was going to be cold. I was cold. Like, so yeah. um, he was sitting with my mom for a little while, but then um, I, I don't know what happened. He wanted to like get up and play. So he came over to me. So we played, but then he was getting cold. So I like scooped him up. And so he, but he was like kind of bummed because he wanted to play. And I was yeah. like, well, we're going to watch. So then I told him, I said, watch tell them to kick the ball, you know? So we were like yelling at the team. And at one point my mom was like, you guys need to stop. <laughs> she was like, you're going to irritate them. And then it was funny because Laurel, my sister, um, would run by and I'd be like, tell her, go Laurel, go Laurel, you know, or something. And he would do it. And she would just like look over at us, like all annoyed. <laughs> Imagine was, her rolling. Eyes. Oh yeah. She was totally like, what are you guys doing? You know, but it was, we were getting so many looks, like just because we were just being so loud and just like, people are looking at me like this 
20, I think it was like 27, but they're like, who's this like adult acting like the four, three or four year old over there? Like it was hilarious. But Jeremy, it was so cute because Jeremy was so proud of Hunter. Like every time he would say what I said, because it was like so much longer of an utterance than he was saying at the time. And so Jeremy was egging us on and, oh, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun video to watch. I'll have to, it's on Jeremy's phone. I'll have to okay. make sure you send it to you. Yes. Uh, I think he must have, but that was a while ago. Yeah. It's probably going to be grainy. I think oh. it's Android, you know. Oh, yeah. No. That's okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fun memories. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you. I'm so excited for this one to come out. And we'll have to, like I said, we'll have to, um, I'm serious. We'll put together like, okay. um, I don't know, like five or 10 things that parents should know about being on an IP team and questions that are important to ask. Because I do think that's something that um, just would be so beneficial for people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can already think of some just from the last IEP we had and I'll start writing them down. Yeah, and I'll do it. Because I know when you look at the IEP, you always have questions because it's yes. like, well, they said this and I'm not 100% sure. So yeah, um, I will uh, draft some things. <laughs> yeah, do it. And then we can talk because I think that'd be really fun to work on together yeah. since yeah. since we can kind of merge those two worlds being like friends and then just being able <laughs> to kind of talk to each other about my work stuff and Hunter's stuff and um mom stuff yeah. <laughs> so. it's a lot of fun I've, I've had so much fun the last what hour maybe I don't know no. I'm like <laughs> I don't want it to end but I know we both have things to get to, get to yeah you've got yeah. boys to tend to and I actually do too I have to go to Mark's so oh I'll make it <laughs> I will. he's waiting on me right now but um yeah we'll do this again okay it's I'm excited fun. yeah well thank you so much and uh Tell Jeremy and Hunter hi and give him a hug for me. I will. Yeah. All right. We'll <laughs> see you later. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. All right, friends. Thank you so much for listening. Heather, thank you so much for joining me on this conversation. It was so much fun. And like you've heard, we have ideas for more conversations regarding this topic. So I hope that you found this to be a very helpful overview and that Heather's perspectives, which brought a lot of light to me, um, and thank you again, Heather, it taught me so much. But I hope that that also was the same for you and you found that helpful, inspiring, and insightful. Um, As always, you can find me over at thanksmorris.com where you are more than welcome to contact me, email me, request certain topics. Um, If you have any insight on anything you hear on here, please let me know. I love the feedback and I love learning from you guys. Um, If you think you have something to bring to the podcast, please let me know. I'd love to interview you or, or, you know, just have a conversation on here. Um, And then you can also find me at Instagram at thanksmorris. And I'm checking frequently for uh, anybody who has any... um, insight on there and I love getting to connect with everyone via our social media platform it's been such a blessing so all right I'm gonna leave you with that I gotta go make some lunch and uh, I hope you're having a beautiful day